All right, we are live. I won't keep this intro very long. Welcome to In Liberty and Health, everybody. Uh, episode 220. I'm very, very excited for this chat today. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff. Check out the links below for all the ways that you can support me and support uh, the podcast. And without further ado, let's go. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matoga. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Okay? Oh, ah, yeah. <laughs> All right. God damn it, I was <laughs> Jeremy Coffin with me today. How you doing, man? It's great to be here. I started to think that I had done something wrong. So you caused like this brief moment of panic over here. Because <laughs> um, I, I assume it's my mistake, actually, mm-hmm. when that happens. Uh, no, it's great. So now I'm doing even better because I just I just had a moment of fear and I've recovered. Uh, so now mm-hmm. I'm doing even better. I'm, you know, I'm, doing, I'm doing pretty well, generally. I'm a tough guy to get down, actually. Uh, it's a, maybe a negative characteristic at times because it can lead me to like not being concerned enough. But uh, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Things are going well here in the free state of New Hampshire. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome yeah. to hear. Yeah, I keep a, a generally optimistic uh, overview as well, which, uh, much like you, can sometimes probably keep you a little bit away from shit that uh, you realize stinks pretty bad. But sometimes you just keep walking, anyways. So, um, I- I'm sure everybody knows you as kind of like the, you know, the New Hampshire right. Um, what do I want to say? Uh, I think you really got a lot of attention with the uh, LPNH stuff a couple of years ago. And I remember even at first I was a little like doubtful of how effective and how good this stuff was going to be. But uh, now over time I've come to uh, find myself um, a much bigger admirer of yours and Reed's and everybody else in LPNH. So um, I guess uh, how are things up in uh, New Hampshire right now in uh, 2023 going into 2024? Uh, things are going great. You know, so I didn't actually realize that I was going to be on such a far right extremist podcast, um, which I believe every fit person, (laughs) far right uh, extremist. Um, I, by the way, also consider myself a far right extremist. So I'm not, uh, not trying to, uh, impugn you, but, uh, there's, it's, it, the state is just getting, uh, you know, chock full of them. I mean, we, a lot of us call ourselves libertarians, uh, you know, rather than far right uh, extremists. And then there's some even people here who'd say that they are left libertarian or or progressive libertarians and that kind of thing, because it is actually a, a pretty inclusive movement for anyone who would use the word libertarian. But things are going great. You know, um, uh, we um, uh, we just had the largest pork fest ever. More people are here than ever. Uh, you know, we're getting um, legislative uh, and policy victories in a climate that, you know, is is like medium like we had a better climate you know two years ago but we just we we just had huge massive occupational licensing reform so any um any license in any state 
is now valid in New Hampshire. And so that's like not quite as good as getting rid of the licenses, which would of course be uh, the end goal. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, we have a thing I call the Liberty Ratchet, right? So just as long as it only moves in one direction, you're winning, right? That's that's how you win. And mm. and so this is a makes it that much easier to get great people here that are you know plenty of electricians and plumbers and and people who might need you know some sort of trade license to, to do their to do their work. All right. So perhaps this would be a good question to ask you. And I wasn't even going to ask this question now, but I, I think it's relevant now that you brought that up. Um, I'm a mechanic by trade. So uh, that's kind of like my bread and butter. Um, if I'm moving anywhere, more than likely it's going to be to Florida. What would be your main argument? <laughs> what would be your or uh, the New Hampshire appeal for somebody like me who's been in southwestern Pennsylvania their entire life, works on cars that are rotted the fuck and bust their hands and knuckles up all day every day, what would be the appeal of going somewhere else where it's potentially colder, but, um, you know, it, it, instead of going to somewhere warmer? Uh, so, well, but, uh, first, actually, I didn't know you were from southeastern Pennsylvania. I'm a I'm Philadelphia uh, guy and uh, grew up in Addington, so... Uh, we might have been uh, uh neighbor. Well, no, I'm I'm in uh, Pittsburgh. Sorry, southwestern. Oh, Pittsburgh, southwestern. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. well, oh, that's okay. Anyway, 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 <laughs> uh, to get to the core of the question. Anyway, um, look, I think the first thing, the first thing to consider is that, like, this is not the kind of decision that should be made via the internet uh, or even via uh, a, a conversation. So I'm not trying to deflect right. on the question because I want to I want to talk about why. But like a big part of why is like things that you really should experience uh, and things that will also be somewhat specific to you. And so they're not entirely um, generic. Um, so you know, come to Porkfest if you haven't, come to uh, come for a vacation, come up anytime. I mean, there are things going on here where like you'll, you'll be able to see more libertarians almost any time of year here than most libertarians see, you know, whatever the cap is per year. If, if, you know, a lot of libertarians see, you know, almost none. And they go around in their lives, you know, kind of, you know, biting their tongue a little bit. You know, you're a mechanic. I, I bet I bet it's not too bad at the car shop. There, there, there are no tongues bitten. <laughs> uh, blue collar work tends to be better in that way. I, I, I uh, completely agree. Uh, and, uh, uh, and uh, but, but like, look, it's still like, you know, I think one of the, the thing that, I didn't appreciate the most. Like I had my reasons. I believed in the idea of what we were doing. I was going to have kids and I thought that it was a good place to raise kids. But the thing that I, the sort of most unanticipated reason was sort of a sort of like a sort of psychological difference or sort of like psychological sort of like comfort from I'm not, um, you know, just like you're biting your tongue a little bit or you're talking a little bit differently. And it's like, you know, you're all of a sudden you're around a lot of people who really share your values in a way, in a very like authentic way. And I think that there's, there's a, there's something sort of like very like pleasing and comforting that kind of comes from that. You know, to, to, yeah. So, but I think um, the real thing though, is just to come up for the visit and just to check it out uh, to meet people and see if, if that's your place, because I think it's, I think that's what's like more important than anything. Um, also, since you're a young guy and I hope, uh, I try to uh, be like a, a great Jewish grandmother and like heckle everyone into having <laughs> children. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so like if you're going to have kids, I mean, really, that's yeah. perk number one. Okay, awesome, awesome. Uh, <laughs> Soon. Uh, yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, because like that's the biggest thing. I mean, my kid, like, because, you know, the way that you want to raise your kids, and I obviously even libertarians can differ on this, but we tend to be a bit more 
um, a bit more uh, permissive, a bit more comfortable with our children, maybe taking risks a bit more like, you know, uh, uh, just um, uh, permissive. And I, I look, I have strong rules. In fact, I have the rules that I have in my household, they got to be followed. But I also think the total quantity of rules that I have in my household is like probably lower than, you know, than a lot of other households would have, you know, and so uh, just things like that, where it's just like there's there are differences in our values. It's part of why I think we ended up as, as libertarians. And so to be able to raise your kids in a, in a climate where a lot of other people also share those values, I think that's like that. If you have made me rank like the sort of benefits, it's like that well above tax policy or, you know, whatever. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Um, that's um, really interesting. And, you know, a big thing right now, and I know you caught some flack for this, is like the whole drag queen story hour stuff. And I think you probably think a lot like I do, where you don't assume that um, your political enemy is sitting underneath your bed waiting to kill you like a lot of people would have you believe. Um, I remember you put out a tweet saying that there should be child fr friendly drag shows. But like, I feel like in New Hampshire, yeah. <laughs> Um, I feel like in New Hampshire, that's like not a thing that happens because the culture there has been cultivated so that people don't like expect that or tolerate that. Yeah. Well, uh, one, what did I say? What I probably said was something like there should be some places like not. Here. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you weren't sure to say like, hey, everyone should take their kids to drag. But I, I think yeah, you said something like, it. yeah, my, my thing is mostly about like not dominating other people that are far away from me right. so long as like even if i find their values very weird or alien so long as they will also show me that sort of like neutral non-dominant attitude you may need to act very domineering towards those people you may need to threaten them i'm not right. saying that to, <laughs> i'm not uh, i do not mean uh, to to be foolish or to be naive about the necessity of, of needing to defend oneself but like um but no and that so it's to me it's about this that I believe that our, and this is, this isn't maybe a progressive idea. I sometimes call myself a right-wing progressive, but I, I do think that uh, our, um, our, our morality should be more locally based. We should be much more centered around the things that are happening in our space and in our, our community. And, and part of having a, 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 a giant world is, you know, we need to accept that. And it's, so it's better to be preaching than this is the, uh, an idea of tolerance, mm -hmm. essentially, that right. that mutual tolerance is better, even to things that I might find morally reprehensible personally. And so like, what is the lot, like the line for what I find reprehensible in my neighborhood can be far lower. Like, I don't want heroin in my neighborhood. Okay. I don't want people doing heroin. I don't want people nodding out on the street in my neighborhood. Like, right. But I want, I don't think the, the same time, I don't think that the, um, the state and by the, when usually when I mean state, I mean like the a state or a national government. Like I, I find far more things to be permissible at the municipal level, because here you can have an actual competition, an actual market. Right. You know, we need to improve that market. We need to allow municipalities to do more things. We need to allow more private ones. We need to allow all kinds of things. But like, you know, like at the local level, that doesn't mean libertarianism does not mean permit everything. Right. right. Uh, libertarianism to me is a, 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 an order based off of private property and mutual contract. You know, uh, that's me. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, that's okay. Yeah. You, uh, you know, as long as you have private property norms, you can contract on top of your property and, and you can produce all, all kinds of, of, of things, you know, and this, this, I, and it really is, by the way, I don't mean to trigger people when I use the word progressive, but like, I really, I like to take the word back a little bit. Um, like that's sort of what, if there's a positive version of progressivism, like that is what it is. It means you're saying that I, I, I don't have a specific view of 
of uh, you know, they're, they're more comfortable with a wider set of, of values, right? Mm-hmm. Now, conservatism locally, I don't want these values in my community. Like I, I'm, you know, because to me, a lot of this stuff, like I, I think it is arguably a, a small harm to children to be overly exposed to the, right. I don't think it's a tremendous harm. I don't think it's like people should get their kids taken away, but like, I think it is probably a small harm. Um, uh, to do this small harm and there are lots of small harms that people do to their kids right people uh, i probably do some i let you know, maybe i let them watch too you know uh, too much tv or i, I feed that they get too much junk food or things and i'd like to think i'm committing fewer of them than other parents uh but, <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure my number isn't zero and so like like yeah I, i'm i'm very like again like I'm really skeptical of this stuff. It doesn't mean I'm pro it. I'm just skeptical of like mm-hmm. this idea that, oh, like you went to a drag show once and the child was, you know, like I think it's much more the pervasive, like the fact that in a society that is being normalized says that that is an exposure that's happening all kinds of ways. And what actually changes the child or what actually, you know, kind of distorts the values from what the values that I would find preferable is not one exposure, but the hundreds of exposures, the cumulative right. exposures, the repeated exposures, the reinforcements. And so, you know, that's, I, I think you've got it and, and, and targeting specific instances is part of how you create the cultural pushback. So I'm not actually saying, like, I actually think saying, Hey, going and if it is happening and doing a protest against it to say, this isn't what we stand for. I think that's good. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. That's how you defend your you know community. And I think something that's also, I guess, one more thing about this that's funny though, is I think the outrage over it, just realistically given people's nature has actually created more of it because now you have mm-hmm. a sort of fringe left that wants to like counter signal. Everyone wants to, you know, they want to own the cons the same way that the, in like, <laughs> I, I, I have no um, uh, reticence to admit that I sometimes like to own the libs, you know? And so uh, <laughs> they, they, they want to trigger, they want to trigger the cons and, like, and they don't even believe in it. They don't, it's mm-hmm. not like, and it, look, I'm sure there's some sick people out there that do. I'm not disputing that either. But if you, if you said like, what, like I do, I'm not trying to deny the existence of a real problem. I'm not trying to deny, if you ask me is the percentage of people who have weird sexual attractions to kids among the drag community higher than outside the drag community as an empiricist, I'm going to guess yes. I'm going to guess that that's true. Okay. Uh, but I also believe in judging individuals and I believe that there are people who just are into genuinely into weird things that I'm not, and they're not, not every single one of them is a bad person. So, you know, uh, and so my same attitude, you know, cause I get in trouble cause like I'm willing to acknowledge these truths about groups that people don't mm. want to acknowledge, but at the same time, then people will like love those truths, but I'm like, but no, you still need to judge every drag show individually. Like, you know, you you need to judge these people as individuals. You want to say, hey, a bunch of them are weird and I'm worried about them in general. And and they I think they're weird and I think they're gross. Like, okay, yeah, you can say all that. Yeah, dude, you can. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what but what do you want to do beyond that? You know, and that starts to get a lot more complicated. Yeah, it's. It seems to me, I was talking to um, my friend who I just posted his comment there, Kevin Brady, about this. Um, It's literally like his government gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And as the culture war gets hotter and hotter and hotter, um, each side tends to judge the um, worst part or yeah, they look at the other group, their out group and judge it by its worst members. And as the culture war and the government expands, 
um, they continue to see less and less individuals and they just see that whole group is inherently bad. That's why now all the time I, you know, you always hear, Oh, the left wants you dead or, you know, the right wingers are out there, you know, killing the trannies. There's a trans genocide. Um, I think this stuff is a necessary part of the dialogue. If you want to continue to create division and have an all encompassing culture war, which is really what we have now, which feeds into this whole engagement broker stuff that we have on Twitter, where just everybody says shit for class. There's no giving back. There's no good information given. People just say the most obnoxious, unwarranted bullshit to get eyes rather than, you know, give people good information, arm them with uh, knowledge. And I know you've done a little bit of that where um, you and I were talking a little bit beforehand when it came to like some of the uh, treatment stuff, if you know what I'm referring to, a treatment that came in late 2020. people have no nuance about this stuff and and it drives me nuts. And then I'll give them papers. I will find research to support what they're saying, but I didn't go far enough. So therefore I'm cucked for, for the, uh, for said treatment, which it just drives me absolutely batshit nuts. So yeah, I think you're spot on. And, um, but I also do it. Right. I also do. And I know that I do. Most of the <laughs> I think we all do. I've occasionally done it accidentally, but like most of the time I know that I'm doing it. Like it's very rare that I step in it. I'm like, oh, I'm a little surprised I stepped in it that time. Like but most of the time I step in, I'm like, oh, I think I might just step in it here, you know? So, uh, or I might be, you know, at least I know I might be. Uh, and so, yeah. So why both? How do I reconcile those? Because that's a good question. And so, because I, to me, it's like, so you've got to meet the world where, um, where it is. And I struggle, I honestly struggle with how much you should do that. (laughs) Um, Mm. Like, as my, my genuine nature is to be like very thoughtful and nuanced. And, and if, if, if we were able to actually determine policy, you know, by these like very like highly, you know, autistic or scrupulous or rigorous conversations that were very detailed and and cited and people would do the respectable thing and like make bets on their beliefs and have skin in the game. And, you know, all the ways that to me, like these are the this is what you would do if you were actually being truth seeking. We don't do any of that. We've got a lot of people who aren't even capable of it. Right. So you've got to deal with the reality that you have a lot of people who literally aren't capable of of understanding or even debating some of the things that, you know, and so, and then you also have this whole pool of people um, that, and I think this is an important attribute that's separate from intelligence. That's, that's also sort of Mm -hmm. distributed. That's, I think very key in terms of understanding everything that happened, which is like, sort of like how self deluded are people. There's some people are, are, you know, they're able to see their own limitations. They're able to kind of see things. They're able to recognize things about themselves. Some people are just like, are, are just blind to it and they can't step back and they don't have this ability to sort of distance um, to create this distance even from themselves, you know? And, um, and these, these, some of these times, these people can be very effective. I don't mean like, they're very, like sometimes there are most effective politicians. There mm-hmm. are effective leaders uh, and they, but, but there's something different that, that certainly, I mean, again, I, of course I want to believe I'm the non self deluded person, but I've always felt yeah. like, like I have had this ability to sort of like, you know, step back and recognize things and i and i and and then that's caused me you even i I put out like an unpopular tweet today you know about like how like look man people believe i've believed all kinds of crazy shit about me that there's no evidence for and people believe it just to them right and so okay well if i see that sociological phenomenon as someone who wants to be this distance taker like the right thing to do is to say well therefore that's probably like like i don't think we have some monopoly on reason 
Like, like the things that humans do are things that humans do. And, and I am sure, and I don't even mean to claim that I'm above this. What I'm trying to do is just recognize that it's something that I probably also do. And that like, if we at least recognize these things, then maybe we can see them more often or make these sort of higher level intellectual, you know, uh, you know, adjustments, but at the same, but then at the same time, at the same time, it's like, Oh, well, if I am seeing the world as it is, then maybe just pragmatically, I should just go like, you know, go full, you know, you know, populist, go full, whatever, go full, whatever benefits, you know, go full will to power, like whatever can get you people to believe you and, 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 and grant their grant authority to you and, and whatever. And who, the, who cares if it's true? Yeah. Which by the way, I don't, I don't think I've gone down that path, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, but if, and if anything, I do some of the personal stuff to like, you know, make sure that I'm, I'm not ever being that way. Cause it can be tempting because sometimes yeah. I'm like, it would be easy. It would be easy. Some of these people are like hungry for, like capable and like i could give it to them i could give them you know meat i don't have to you know i don't have to do that and mm-hmm. and it also helps to have different you know like lpnh is certainly more populous than my personal account is you know um um uh and that's fine and i think that's good i think it should be i'm not yeah. like it should be i don't think there is one approach that that everything you know, should be doing mm-hmm. yeah um one thing that I've often complained about with alt media is that um, people don't always look at like they, they never perceive them having a bias and they always perceive them as being more right than the mainstream or the mainstream government line that they're being fed. And it, I find that people lose their critical thinking when it comes to dissident narratives. And I think you really kind of see this as well. Like whenever um, RFK, for example, I know Tom Woods had kind of jumped your shit a little bit about this, but like um, when it came to RFK, people think that just because like the WHO or the CDC lied or said a lot of bad stuff throughout the last couple of years, that that means that they're wrong about everything. So whoever disagrees with them must be right about everything. And to me, that's just like a knuckle dragging retarded thing to do <laughs> that a lot of people just default to, and they don't have critical thinking when it comes to two narratives that are, you know, one extreme or the other. And I think you know how to kind of have critical thinking. And that's why I titled the stream radically critical thinking, because I think you put on your, thinking cap before you just say oh yeah well these guys are liars so that means this guy's right yeah absolutely i mean and, and you i mean you describe the, the the phenomenon to to a t i don't as someone who does like to to steal you know sort of steel man things or give good yeah it's like it's not entirely irrational you learn that this entity um had you know is lying to you more often than you thought so mm-hmm. therefore you think more often uh, you know that they're lying to you in the future and so therefore the, uh, you know, in there for there from there you go you say oh well the opposite of what they're saying or something like that you know must also be um, more likely and uh, but I think it's like to me the correct sort of epistemological adjustment to make is to say that oh um, well I should not believe what they're saying to the same degree but to believe any specific alternative thing like still should require like evidence for that thing like you should be you should be learning how much the press manipulates things. And there's also, I was trying to remember it, but I can't, there's like a Michael Malice quote about how they like, they lie, but they're factual, but not truthful. Yeah. Yeah. That's, there you go. You got it. Thank you very much. That's exactly what I wanted to say. Uh And, uh, and, uh, uh, that's 
frequently that's very often what what they are are, are doing i mean malice has i think a very sound understanding of, of the press and uh and what they do uh and um he and, and so like so that's what's going on and so you but that should shift you towards sort of more like radical uncertainty it should shift you yes. towards towards like being less certain about the truth of things not a specific thing and even like i mean even with the ukraine you know russia stuff like like we're in the fog of war we should my if you're trying to be correct and this is the, and see this is where it's different because the correct position here is is i think intellectually to be really pretty uncertain about what's going on to have low confidence in any specific interpretation of anything then pragmatically if you're trying to shift the populace against um supporting this thing then anything that mocks it anything that belittles it anything that lessens it anything, <laughs> right all of that is consequentially good and any 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 piece of information that moves things in that direction that's simply plausible uh you know bob should i share you know well it could be true and it helps you you know should you share it from a brand account i mean as someone who does who does manages brands beyond lpnh on, on social media like that's generally my test it, like does it seem like it could be true or, or plausibly is true and does it help me <laughs> you know mm -hmm. and, and just to, like and that's that's not my preferred level of, of of thinking in my own personal life but like i don't know you can't get anywhere in the real world being the way i would want people to be so like what are you know what are you gonna do mm -hmm. uh I, and so that's i think you've got to You've got to compromise, uh, you know, at least a little bit if you're trying to. If, it, um, uh, but I think you should. Pri and so this is also where, like, you know, we should also make sure, like, privately, you know, that we are not losing sight, you know, of our of our truth seeking, you know. Um, and I, that's something that I also wonder because I see, and I, I, there's a lot of people I like who have in the in the last yeah. couple of years collected an audience of people who were COVID you know, skeptics and so on. And like, yeah. rightfully so, a lot of these people were were hurt or burned and so on. But like some, I want to make sure, like, I think it's a mistake if the movement, you know, goes too far down, just like enabling or mirroring back what these people want to hear because they're not always actually correct. I, I you know, I just thought right. that's true. Um, I, you know, so I'm not, we should, I do think we should be showing like empathy and sympathy and and not you know and so on to these people and maybe I failed at doing that at times myself but like the the um the the, the direction should not be to just tell them you know what they want to hear either you know because mm. uh, it's really easy I think it's too easy to I think it's easy to do that but where do you go also also I think where do you go if you have a collection like you also can't build a movement on top of people with like that epistem like you can't think like mm -hmm. that's not gonna like you need like maybe some of them can be in the mix because again that's also i think it's tricky for me because i've seen some people here who i'm like you know who are in, in, here in new hampshire like that person's like really effective they're actually really effective people i'm like you know they're kind of they're kind of a little kooky but they're really effective i like that you know it takes a it takes a village is that no that doesn't play i don't know i don't know I, i'm genuinely like kind of talking through some of this stuff with you because it's obviously mm -hmm. been on my mind uh and i i didn't necessarily even intend to be setting off some conflicts 
but then you know me being me also leaned into them so <laughs> yeah no I, I i totally get it because i kind of enjoy doing that kind of stuff too when it came to like the world health organization at or um announced that they were um declaring aspartame a uh, carcinogenic artificial sweetener and like everybody completely went to bat with this and it's kind of funny because everybody said the who was wrong with their handling of covid and then they would say they're wrong about listing red meat as a carcinogen which they did do um i think it was like red meat is like regular red meat is a type two and then like processed meat is a type one so then you know of course nobody likes artificial sweeteners nobody likes aspartame so they announced that aspartame's carcinogenic and everyone's like oh my god look aspartame's bad for you i'm like you fucking morons now yeah. if you open the goddamn chart they tell you the outside air aloe vera are and um i think like rainwater are all considered carcinogens as well so it's like it just if you take two seconds to just read something and think a little bit critically you'll be able to find the truth oh and also in order to get two carcinogenic amounts of aspartame you would have to drink about like a hundred i think it was 40 or 35 cans of diet coke a day for an extended period of time to get anywhere near toxic levels so like it takes two seconds to look this stuff up, but people just, they want the information thrown into their mouth while they drive through to get angry about the next thing at the next stop. Yeah. So this, I think this, um, this argument relates to a debate that is kind of an implicit one throughout a bunch of LP stuff and other things, which is like, mm -hmm. basically like are is, is like politics about policy and, or is politics just war? And are mm -hmm. arguments, uh, you know, are, are, is argumentation real or are arguments just soldiers? Like, you know, are, you know, are all, you know, and that's all that they are. They're just, they're just there to be on the battlefield uh, and to win or lose. It's not about, you know, sort of truth. And, uh, and obviously one could describe this as a continuum rather than a binary categorization right. as well, generally a, a more sophisticated and better way to think about these kinds of things. But like that there's, this is this, you could kind of put a lot of people into one, bucket or the other uh you know here uh and it's not a debate we don't frequently actually even acknowledge it in those terms and maybe maybe that's even like a good step uh to do that but that's that's what i think is happening is is it's is there's a debate between sort of those two camps and that's even among the sort of like the reason crowd that would like uh that, that likes to attack you know dave you know dave smith like what like part of what they're saying there or these types or clint or you know any you know uh, like Part of what and um, they're saying there is like, oh, well, like we think like you're just recruiting this rabble that 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 can't that's so dumb, you know, and, uh, you know, that that kind of and I'm an elitist, you know, so I don't I mean, I don't, I don't, <laughs> uh, but like but it's like, no, like these people share our values. That's the mm -hmm. key that you need. And that's what I think is really important to keep coming back to in terms of finding the right. It's like you're trying to find people that share your values. If people share your values, but don't you know, they did not as good at thinking or you feel that they're flawed about these other things. It's like, well, okay, we can find ways to work together despite that, right? So it's like the value alignment is what's key. And then as long as the, and but then also just don't fall into the trap of just like reaffirming, you know, of reaffirming the, the sort of lower expression. The job of the sort of, of nobility is to you know get the uh you know and, and i'm not again it's not i'm not trying that's a i'm trying to find better analogies like but like the in you know it is a 
uh, uh, in antiquity, what would be a sort of like noble peasant dynamic, and 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 like that. You, how do you, you know, you you your job as a as a noble would be to serve the peasants, but at time at times, you know, correct the peasants. And you and if you're the noble, that's like good. What a good noble. Well, that, uh, there are better and worse ways to, to be a noble. And, and since we're in a sort of free market uh, uh, society now, your nobles that are shitty to their peasants should should not, you know, like so. You would hope that 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 that, that at least over time, the people who 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 you know um, do about yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know, man. Again, thinking through this stuff, so push back or if there's any you know chat or any comments, like I I don't um, you know I don't know uh, I don't know the answers so. Yeah, no, it's it's tough to get to the bottom of some of this shit. But um, I, I think, like I said, I think you and I both kind of analyze data in the world around us a lot more analytically and patiently than a lot of other people do. Where, like, you know, the first thing that everybody will do with, uh, like, let's say, a cop shooting a black man is, you know, you can predict the left's response, you can predict the right's response. But I think the side of somebody who who's looking for the truth typically is going to wait until they get more and more information and then make an assessment. Um, like for me with nutrition stuff, cause this is mostly kind of like what I enjoy talking about and obviously political stuff too. But like um, I, I did the carnivore diet for years. I was an anti seed oil, anti uh, artificial sweetener, anti all that stuff. And then now here I am three years later and I just shared a status from like four years ago saying like, oh, look, this is where I was at one point. So like all you guys throwing these arguments at me about how processed food is bad and artificial sweeteners are going to kill you and seed oils cause all this inflammation and you're going to get sunburned if you eat seed oils. Like I was there. Yeah. I was there at one point and then I was convinced by better arguments and by the overwhelming amount of data. And sometimes it just amazes me that like, I could do thread after thread after thread, citing studies out the ass of meta-analysis that you know were over the course of 30 years of some of this stuff, and people will still say, Oh, well, you know, they're still bad for you. Like, well, <laughs> what, what is your argument? It's do you so have funny. anything yeah. counter to that? Yeah, the persuasion is so interesting in terms of in terms of what works uh and and what doesn't. And honestly, nutrition for me um is another one where I kind of went through the same like. I, I've reached like mostly radical uncertainty. I used to have stronger opinions. I mean, I have, I have things I think are, I, I think are true, but like a lot of it is, well, boy, people sure have been wrong repeatedly time and time again. So, you know, so like I, you know, I ended up in, and by the way, I would love, feel free to you know educate me or push back on, but like, you know, I ended up okay. in like, yeah, well, Hey, just like probably err on the side of natural, you know, probably err on the side of, of things that, that people have been eating for a long time. Uh, people used certainly used to not be so fat. Uh, people certainly used to not be so, you know, overweight. So if you're, you know, the, the, the that's like a decent heuristic and obviously you need to exercise, you know, and you need to do, yeah. do whatever. And I, and I have more complicated opinions about than that, but like, that would be my, my very, you know, low level. Yeah. yeah, um I would generally agree with that. I would say um if you can try to opt for leaner proteins. Um the the thing that a lot of people leave out when they talk about the hunter gatherer stuff is that they leave out the gatherer part where people thought it was just men killing woolly mammoths and bringing them back to the uh you know, to the tents and then people cooking them and eating them. But there was a lot of gathering there done too. Like our ancestors used to eat anywhere from like 50 to 60 grams of fiber a day. So you have to imagine that's a lot of fucking berries yeah, and yeah. like a lot of different fruits. So like, that's the part that typically most people leave out just because it doesn't sound as sexy as what's no, going to do. I think I'm doing okay there. I'm, 
I'm, yeah. oh, I'm definitely not hitting 50 grams of fire, but I'm, I'm, no, I'm doing a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of you know, fruits and veggies, and like yeah. So it's mm. but but airing that you know that way, and also yeah. I also think and again you talk like similar to like it's more the like cumulative and regular, like you know you're not you know mm-hmm. you're not you know the the some indulgences some you know whatever like you should uh you uh, look we live in modernity you know the fact that we get to experience uh some of these things that our ancestors did not you know you get to taste that and gloat mm. about the fact uh that your great great grandfather you know or whatever now let's go back farther you know uh mm. had to work so hard uh to let you to to, to let you get that ice cream sandwich um you know so uh <laughs> Cause it's a miracle, you know? So, uh, yeah, just don't eat, uh, don't eat too many of them. Don't, uh, don't eat them all the time. You know? Yeah, no, I would, I would generally agree that like, as long as you have one or two ice cream sandwiches in a day and you know, maybe one or two throughout the week, you're probably going to be okay. And as long as you're not eating a whole chocolate cake every single day, you're probably going to be okay. If you get, you know, three good meals with protein and fiber and fruits and vegetables in it throughout the day, probably going to be okay. People just get so, way over analytic oh what about your omega-6 to omega-3 the nutrients and your fats carbs proteins like just try to get enough protein try to get enough physical activity um try to get enough fiber and don't go buck wild on pouring oils butter or sugar into everything that you do and that generally gets like a good diet kind of like you have everything right there. You could still have processed foods. The thing that irritates me about this is that like people throw out words like chemicals and processed foods to sound scary. But the fact is, is that, um, processing is just like, you know, a a ribeye steak is something that all these people that I'm talking about would eat no problem, but a ribeye steak was processed, right. That had to be removed from the cow cut. And then, you know, dry age or whatever, there was a process. There's chemicals in that steak too as in the fats, you know, the proteins, everything's a fucking chemical. You're just saying that to propagandize people. Yeah. Like just critical thinking for a lot of this shit just goes out the window and I can't fucking stand it. Like I said, um, Kevin there in the comments, him and I were talking all day about this stuff. Um, I was talking to somebody about a, about the treatment that I was referring to earlier. And I just, he said, um, watch what happens to your friends in 20 years who took this treatment. I'm like, do you realize how ridiculous of a statement that is? Wait 20 years. Do you know how much shit can fucking happen in 20 years? Like just a a little bit, just try a little bit. That's literally like an eight IQ statement. But that's, that's what I mean. So like for most people, a conversation about nutrition is like, they're not really having a conversation. Like they're not really a lot of them. (laughs) They're not really interested. They would. They had their their arguments are their soldiers, and they want to go out and deploy them and into battle, and they want to smash it into you know one another, and they want their soldiers to beat up the other person's soldiers. And if they didn't win, all they do is they go home and they research better soldiers. Like they're not actually interested <laughs> in like figuring out like were they wrong? Could I be wrong? Like it doesn't even enter their minds. Like they're just trying to to march forward uh, and and uh, and defeat the enemy. Right. They don't ever think it could they be the baddies, you know, uh, and and like, yeah, like, I, you know, I'm I uh, I want to not be that way because <laughs> yeah. I think if you don't because I think it start like you cannot be that way on purpose. Right. <laughs> right? Like, you, you know, or I'm sorry, you can be that way on purpose, rather. Like you can be that way on purpose. But if you become if you let yourself become that way naturally, you'll stop your ability to find truth. And, and I've got to think that, like actually understanding reality is the start mm. 
you know, and if I understand reality and I understand the truth, then like, well, maybe there are times I might strategically, you know, propagandize or or whatever, because I do have to meet the world where it is. But like that, you know, but every mar- I mean, marketing, like literally all, uh, how truthful is is marketing? I mean, marketing is, is so accepted to be sometimes a lie that we have mm-hmm. court standards of things like puffery, you know, that when you say that this is the greatest breakfast sandwich you will ever have, right? Like that is not a, uh, that is not a truth. Yeah, that's, a, that's just not, a, not regarded as a, you're not, you didn't commit fraud if it wasn't, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like we, we kind of, um, uh, yeah, so I, it's, it's, um, now, I'm, I'm bringing it back to something we kind of already hashed, but yeah, it definitely gets complicated. Um, the nutrition one, I guess, do you you want another interesting uh, uh, thought I have here about uh, something that happens related to to to, to these nutrition facts? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, all right. So, because one of the things I I, I I I did this interview recently, and it was um, something that was on my mind about how like we see these weird correlations between beliefs. Like, why do the Bitcoin people hate seed oils? Like, that doesn't really make sense, right? That these beliefs would be, uh, like, so coupled with one another, right? Like, if the evidence that seed oils, you know, does all these things, like, you would expect that, like, the cloud of seed oil mimology, like, and the cloud of, like, Bitcoin mimology, like, why are these so, why are these clouds, like, the same cloud, you know? Um, and, or not entirely, of course, I'm not like, but there's not, not what you would expect if they were like, you know, not statistically correlated either. Uh, there's, they seem strongly correlated. And so, you know, there's this, there, there's just this, some kind of phenomenon where like, just like ideas spread inside, like once certain people, maybe it's certain people inside a community adopt them and they trust that. Yeah. I don't know, actually, exactly. I it's just like a weird thing. Like what would you have any thoughts on that? Why that happened? So if I had to guess, it's because it's kind of like sugar or high fructose corn syrup, right? Where you could draw a pretty good correlation with obesity and high fructose corn syrup. But the fact of the matter is, is that just like over the last, you know, couple decades, people generally eat more of everything. No, I don't even mean the seed oil claim. I don't even mean the seed oil claim. I mean, why did it get so like, cause I'm I'm, okay. Why does why did the Bitcoin community become the community of people that that doesn't like seed oil? If I had to guess, where I was going with that was basically okay. like seed oils are in like everything, right? You see, you know, corn syrup, solids, or you know, soybean oil, and a whole bunch of stuff, and it's an easy thing to say. So, like, you know, obviously we have an obesity problem here in America, so like these people are already dissidents, right? Because in order to like buy into Bitcoin, you already have to be kind of like informed of a counter narrative. And I'm not even saying like this is a bad thing. Like mm-hmm. I think Bitcoin is actually a good thing. So these people are already kind of skeptical of government and fiat as a whole. So they're already more likely to be conspiratorial minded. And I'm not saying that in a pejorative way. I'm just saying they're already open to the idea that there are some kind of larger nefarious actors. So when they hear a narrative about seed oils, <laughs> my man here (laughs) um so when they see seed oils are in absolutely everything and then you have some people like let's say paul saldina who's like a big uh, carnivore guy who talks about seed oils a lot and how quote-unquote bad they are for you um he's a dissident kind of person who does the carnivore diet and he you know is speaking a lot of like this counter narrative 
So he provides them what they want to hear. And then you say, Hey, seed oils are bad and they're in everything. This is why everybody's fat. Then this kind of like gives people that confirmation that, Oh, this is why everybody's fat is because seed oils are put in everything. Therefore people eat all this stuff and all the processed foods, which have seed oils. So therefore they're fat because of this. And because this is a conspiracy that kind of fits my worldview already, because I'm already kind of in that mindset. I, I know I may have like rambled a little bit, but does that make sense? No, I, th- I think that's a really good answer. No, I think that's, mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, that makes sense. You know, and I, I think actually that kind of selection effect type thinking where, yeah. oh, there's some re there's some selection for, you know, the, I think that, uh, that probably, um, I think that that's frequently like an explanation for, for all kinds of things. Um, and, and that would, that would, uh, that would fit here. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. What else you got? Do you want to talk some, uh, we got, uh, there's a, there's always LP drama. There's, uh, <laughs> Well, well, you know, I'm kind of curious where did, um, for me, where I got to kind of critical thinking was by being proven wrong so many times. So I'm guessing you've probably been along that journey quite a few times where like you were dogmatically in one camp. Like I was a pretty big Trump guy. And then I remember watching a video of Tommy Sotomayor talk about like gun control when the bump stock ban first went in and he was knocking Trump for that. And Tommy Sotomayor was black and people were calling him you know, you could imagine. And he said, why are all these people praising me now? Or why were they praising me? And all of a sudden they hate me because I changed my mind. That was kind of like the first light bulb moment for me. Then I'm like, oh, everything with the Republican party and everything I've been told about Trump may not be true. In fact, this may be just a lot of puff marketing from their side. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, a lot of it was, I mean, I haven't been wrong in at least a decade. Uh, so no, I'm joking. <laughs> you said that pretty good. Yeah, that was convincing. The, the, uh, but no, I mean, I certainly I think like you do make more mistakes when you're younger, right? Like I do think that's true. Uh, and so for me, the sort of like youthful, uh, a lot of it was actually on the you know on the internet. I was I, I was on the internet like as a teenager, and it was a big sort of uh, coming of age actually experience for me. Uh, mm-hmm you could even tie it all the way back you know, through to the work I'm even doing today uh, of like, because you know, the the internet, when I came, you know, when I was coming of age was like, it was a lot different than the internet today. It was all text. It was, uh, and it was a lot of like smart libertarian men. Like you'd find mm-hmm. that, you know, that was, it was much higher percentage of those people. So if you were in any given internet community, you know, there were more of those people. And so, you know, it was de- like definitely, places like that because i wasn't getting it in school right i wasn't getting it in my you know in my high school education but i would go on there and i'd i I would i would talk on forums or i'd end up in a chat room and and just things like that and you know it's like a lot of them i couldn't even point to although there was one guy i remember there's a guy named philip greenspun who had this blog that i read when i was like 16 and 17 and 18 uh and uh and he changed um you know a bunch of my uh, you know opinions about things uh and uh and uh, so it was. It was a lot of that. It was. A, it was a lot of that. You'd go. You know. And although for me, I mean, I. I also like. I was. I. I liked physics. I got a degree in physics. I liked. I've always mm. had that kind of mentality of like wanting to get to the truth of things, wanting to get to the bottom of things, and that. And so you know, I. I viewing truth probabilistically and, and having an uncertainty and, Hey, let's ask questions. Like it actually took, you know, one of the things that I was the most wrong about was like thinking you could win that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, eventually maybe that was one of the slowest lessons I had to learn yeah. was that, that, 
that this this is a very good skill set to have, but it's not all you need. Uh, and and learning more how to do some of the other other ways of of of, of persuasion, you know, because uh, that 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 was that was probably took me even longer to learn. So yeah. Uh, well, I feel like a lot of what we're seeing today is like brand marketing, where essentially like every single politician and everything that you watch is now a brand. It's no longer about the arguments, which is kind of, I think, what you were getting at there, um, where I I, I want to say it was Jeff Dice who said that we're in like a post-persuasion America. Yeah. Um, I think that is pretty damn close to the truth because... Um, if you think about Donald Trump, for example, he was on all sides of every single issue, but it worked to his benefit because whenever something went bad, then he could just say that he was on the right side of the issue. And I think we see this with a lot of people and it works to their advantage. Um, me personally, I try to call the truth as I see it. And if I'm wrong, I'm usually pretty happy to admit I'm wrong. But, uh, you know, we all want to be right all the time. And sometimes it may hurt to say that you're wrong. Yeah. So uh, that's a, that's, uh, you know, another, another very good um, question point. And it's, um, I, I think it's mostly true. Uh, what you do about it again, I don't know. I mean, cause I of course want to be the, 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 you know, sort of the way that, that you're saying, uh, you know, I think one thing that you can do, it's sort of one sort of compromise that I've settled on at times is like, well, like, look, I, if you want to go into that mode, I will go into that mode at any time. Right. Like if you, would you like to have the, the calm, factual discussion and act like this is real okay because yeah. i will because i actually am i will do that i actually am capable of doing that and there's and i can and i actually can do it my mind can be changed but like i think that that's not that a lot but if that world is is pretend well then it doesn't serve ourselves to 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 engage in fantasy right like mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to be larping when we could be you know fighting the real fight so if the real fight isn't that then we should fight the real fight Okay, well, and in the circumstances in which I can have this other conversation, right? Like, as long as we cannot lose ourselves, that's the danger, right? The danger is that you lose mm -hmm. yourself either in, in the audience that you're chasing or just in the, hey, our behaviors become habits, right? So if you start behaving, you know, a certain way, it, maybe it changes you. Maybe you lose the ability to be the other way. Uh, uh, but I think, like... You, that's something of the way that I've tried to do it myself where, Hey, do you want to have the debate? You want to have the thing? But like, if, if I'm dealing with people who can't even engage in that thing, then yeah, maybe the answer is to yell at them or to mean them <laughs> or to dunk on them or, mm -hmm. or whatever the answer might be. That's because that's how humans actually change their minds and they don't change their minds through the argument thing. They change their minds through these other ways because that's the way that we evolved to be, uh, you know, yeah, no, I, it is frustrating because you would think that sometimes giving people, you know, facts and evidence that they should change their mind in uh, light of that, but unfortunately they don't always do that. Um, like, so you, like, okay. I think you probably change more people's minds, like being like, Hey, look, I'm a, if I, yeah, hey, I'm a fit dude, I've got my life together. I, you know, and you just say something like that yeah. changes people's minds more than, and you say it with confidence. You have, you have the body because you believe it. You know, you have, you know, these are the things that, they say, "Hey, that Kyle guy said the thing about Cedos. Kyle seems to know what he's talking about." You know? uh, and and like that's 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 what you did. That's how you changed their mind. You might have said facts in there, but that was not what they latched onto as well. As to why <laughs> yeah, the, the, the cap delts are what caught them. Yeah, it's something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so you mentioned Libertarian Party stuff. I know you ran for Senate last year. Um, what are your thoughts kind of post-mortem? Because now it's obviously about a year after that. Um, do you plan to run again? Um, you know, what were some lessons? Just kind of any thoughts from there and potentially going forward for you? I, I've got no plans uh, to run again. Uh, I have maybe plans to do videos again. I shot a video with Dan actually just a couple of weeks ago. Oh, so, cool. uh, so maybe we'll do that again. I, I'm glad that I did it. Um, I think that, you know, I think the party here, ha, you know, has only been getting, uh, you know, stronger. Uh, I think Reed stopped in to say hi, by yeah, the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I think uh, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a good question. They, uh, the, they've got to find, uh, they've got to find something to do, um, you know, some ways to, to generate some, some victories. I think they should just spend every remaining dollar constructing buses to mm. ship, you know, every existing libertarian, you know, to New Hampshire. I think that would be <laughs> how I would spend, uh, LP national funds, but I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not in charge over there. So, I'm probably not again not going to get my way. So they've got to find a way. And like I'm rooting for them. I hope they can, you know, produce some victories. I hope we can be a part of that. I hope that we're helping rather than, than hurting whatever, you know, whatever mm -hmm. they're they're working on. But you know, we're kind of the truth is, you know, we're kind of doing our own thing, and we're not mm -hmm. uh, we're not trying to hurt their thing, but we're doing our own thing. Uh, and we, you know, we want to find ways of of, of uh, you know of working cooperatively. You know, uh, because we want the same outcomes, we might disagree on how to achieve them, but that's fine. You know? uh, oh, I, I get it now. I, I, um, now that's that's really interesting because I know Reed's kind of been in that uh, situation as well, and I know there have been uh, quite a bit of bumping of the heads. But uh, it, it's kind of sad because I almost look at LPNH as like a North Star, and yeah, people could say you guys are shit lords or shit posters, but at the same time, it's like, man, you guys get a lot of eyes, and I think people underestimate. Um, in 2023 just how much that kind of brand marketing really does sell i know we were talking about that earlier but like lpnh essentially has been the only libertarian party faction that has really made themselves a brand we're like you know what to expect from lpnh and yet people could say oh it's edge lording it's this it's that but like you know what you're going to get whereas like every other lp um account you could expect some platitudes and maybe a little bit of information, but like they don't stand out like LPNH does. And I think, um, you know, you guys messaging and the way that you guys do things is kind of why that is. Now I, I I'm guessing kind of what you're putting down is that there's some turmoil and leadership and everything like that. But, um, I would also assume, and you could correct me here that, um, the culture that you guys have developed there is kind of there to stay regardless of leadership. I, I actually don't think there is much turmoil in, in leadership. I think LPNH is, is like, is pretty committed okay. and, and likes the, likes what we're doing. Um, I think part of what we're doing is kind of a mix of what I was saying earlier, like LPNH, absolutely. Of course you do know what you're getting in the sense that you're going to get some edgy. Right. But what I like is that we can also flip the switch and be serious. We can flip the switch and do policy. And we can flip, and that's, I think that's actually very key because it, 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 if you you can't just be the troll, I think you've got to be able to right. you can do both. I think that's actually really powerful because the the trolling can get the attention, 
and then you can demonstrate that you have you know seriousness and 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 facts and, and these other things in your stuff. Yeah, so this is something I brought up with somebody. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like yeah. uh I, Twitter is kind of like you have to be as retarded as you possibly can be while still maintaining integrity because that's the only way that you're gonna yeah. get engagement and eyes is by being an absolute moron and then hope that people stick around to see your good information. So I'm sorry to interrupt, <laughs> but I feel like that's kind of what what you're getting at. Yeah, that's I mean that's that's you know uh very much, you know, very much so. Um, and, you know, part of what we've absolutely been trying to do, um, you know, in general, and I just gave a, a talk on this at, at Porkfest that I think is like sort of the best talk of my current, of, of my political philosophy that exists uh, currently in the world. Uh, it's called Doing What Must Be Done. And I really encourage everyone to watch it. Uh, but like, a, you know, part of what we're doing is like, cre we're cre like perceptions and reality are very related. Right. And LPNH is substantially trying to, you know, trying to change perceptions as uh, because that's very related to reality. And it, right, that's in that in, when you say that you're building the brand. Right. That means you're changing perceptions. Those are those are very related things. And that brand, even in terms of results, is doing things. You know, LPNH has a number of fans and followers you know inside of the new hampshire republican party we have people that we have become friendly with solely through our twitter account you know twitter is a dating app right that's what they say so it apply you know same thing right dating politics same thing i don't know maybe that's not true but the point is you you got we got people to like us you know through our through our posts that's that's what i really mean and uh and and you know so that's real that happened we have people that we can you know dm we have people that are going to support legislation we can tweet things and move the direction, even if it's, I'm not saying we control the state or anything like that, but, but we can tweet things and move the direction of, of New Hampshire politics. We can get the Democrats and, and any and anyone in the state to respond to us. We can get the governor to respond to us, right? Like that is power, right? That is a form of power. Uh, and and if you can use that and continue to build your following and to continue to grow your following, then you, then you can continue to grow and, and, you know, in power and influence. And and so obviously, you know, we would like to get people elected, but I think in terms of our, is our influence and, and, and power growing, you know, I think I think that it that it is. Uh, and I think that Twitter can be, a, a you know, a, a place for that. It's not I'm not saying it's everything you do and it's not where we do on the ground work. Uh, there's a ton of work going into defend the guard. You know, there's, uh, you know, other things that that are are you know, happening here. Uh, uh, but this idea that, you know, it's just about attention. I mean, it's clearly producing actual results, I think as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess the next question that I kind of want to, I'm very curious about actually is, uh, do you think you could have done this through the Republican party? And, and this isn't to be like, I think you should, but, um, in my mind, it almost seems like you would have too many people who just wouldn't get it or would be a little too stingy if they were in the Republican party. And I know like you're not particularly partisan in this respect, because I know you say that you, um, I was watching your appearance on Timcast where you said that LPA or uh, not LPNH, but like New Hampshire has a website where they kind of like suss out which candidates are good on Liberty issues and aren't. Um, so I, I, I guess I'm kind of curious, like what your idea is or thoughts are on, maybe trying to cultivate that culture in the Republican party and why or why not you think that's feasible? Well, I think that that culture is, you mean the New Hampshire Republican party or do you mean the national Republican party? Uh, LPN or uh, the uh, New Hampshire Republican party. Yes, yeah, I, I, 
I think that's happening. I think we're a part of it. I think we're actually not the leading part of it. I think the leading part of it is the elected state reps who are mm -hmm. committed libertarians, right? Like, mm -hmm. and that's, um, that's the, the, the biggest driving force is there's a bunch of people elected, several of whom are lifetime members of the libertarian party. Others are, you know, literal and caps, you know, or literal and anarchists, or, you know, the, as, as right-wing libertarian as you could get, you know, and, and we also have even like centrist libertarian, you know, uh, uh, types. Uh, there's one, there's actually one libertarian here who's uh, very disliked right now because he like broke with the conservative wing of the, of the, you know, of the party on, on social issues and, and, uh, and defeated a bill that they wanted to pass, which maybe would have not, wasn't, which was maybe not in our collective best interest, but like it was his own personal, uh, conscience and I'm not going to condemn someone for really following that. So, uh, the, you know, um, the, uh, so it, that's happening. You know that's happening, and so what could LPNH do? I mean, like the the thing is, LPNH four years ago had you know no attention on it, no one cared about it, had no account you know with any substantial following, and you know uh, a team of people uh, as well as people that aren't you know it's not just the people on the account by the way, like the you know, volunteer effort people that were in my campaign, you know a whole bunch of people contributed in one way or another to to um, you know getting this thing to to uh you know to be um bigger and it's like well we were the, like reed coverdale was not going to end up on the nhgop account so like what what yeah. is that you know where else can that work be done right and, you know, so, and part of what makes it work by the way like is that it's a political party saying some of these things like that is mm -hmm. part of what makes it work like like if if some of those edgy tweets went out under anyone's personal name they would not have gotten the reaction that they did it's that part of what makes people gape is i can't believe a political party is saying that and and so like you know that that's that's got to be there you know to get mm -hmm. to do some of those things yeah yeah and you know what it took me a while to really understand that but um when you have the israel times writing about uh the happy holidays tweet I, I think that that was like a watershed moment where I was like, holy shit, I finally get it. Like, you're not necessarily trolling your way to the White House, but like the people who were going to laugh at that are on your team, right? And then the people who aren't laughing at that or who are disgusted by it, um, you probably weren't very likely to convince them anyways. Like, not to say that that's like the ultimate test, but it, it, I think it could tell you a lot about where people stand on a lot of issues. And I think that we saw um, a, a certain show on YouTube that's very, very popular and platforms all our people, right? Um, we saw where they stood and it's clear that they're willing to, you know, guzzle war criminal come versus uh, <laughs> platforming libertarians. Well, I, I, I don't even know all the weeds on, on that one. Uh, I, my understanding is there was some, you know, internal, internal strife, you know, there. <laughs> uh, so maybe we helped make the show better overall, you know, maybe that could, you know? <laughs> I couldn't say, although, mm. <laughs> although actually uh, the member that's no longer there is uh, the nicest one to me personally. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I like, right. The, 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 the tip, like, look, the people on Tim's uh, show seem to be fans of, of, of mm. what LPNH is, is doing. And like, I, you know, I really want to keep my heat, like mostly for people who I think are my true enemies. Like I will bring full heat. I will bring, I will, you know, say, 
the worst things about you. But I, <laughs> I want to like people that I can work with people that like, I don't want to be that way towards those people, you know, even so when mm -hmm. there's, I, I don't, I don't like the amount of infighting that, you know, that happens that happens online and you know that and, the, and and that kind of thing even with the recent ones like i you know i've actually been on a i've been on a like and i'm i'm sure someone can maybe find a sin because uh, we all have our natures but like i've been trying to do only polite replies to libertarians for like at least a full year now uh maybe longer uh so like if if i <laughs> if you're a better I, man than me <laughs> you know not always not i mean like Sometimes, like, I, you can do the gentle dunk. I'm not saying that I wasn't at times, but like, uh, I'm trying to not, like, uh, I'm trying not to, to, uh, to, to cause, uh, unless it's again, hey, if someone shouldn't be here, that's different, right? If it's someone that this is someone who is trying to, to wear our label and do something else with it and make it something else, you got to be a guard dog to those people. I don't have a problem with, with, there but i think the amount of people who are like literally like bad actor infiltrator level is very very small compared to the amount of people who are like mostly just stupid or naive or whatever or whatever or whatever uh and uh and like you know those people you want to attempt to and i again i'm sure they're good people i, I don't even think they're all stupid or naive but whatever the point is that like you're trying to you know at least, like try to walk them or try to get them to understand your positions. You know, like some, if someone was a member of the libertarian party for 10 years and they, now they hate the Mises caucus or whatever, like that person's like probably not my enemy, like almost certainly not. So, you know, making that be the kind of person that, that you're going to like obsess about or go out of your way to hating, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, so one thing I don't think I've ever heard you speak on, and I feel like you might have an interesting perspective on this, is kind of like the the post-libertarian moment and where a lot of guys in that camp might say that um, we should abandon the idea of libertarianism because it's been infiltrated by progressives and or libertarian libertarianism doesn't work. Um, like, I don't think I've ever heard you really comment on that. So I'm kind of curious if you have any thoughts and obviously we're a little bit past kind of like when that was, but I still feel like there's still people reminiscing and talking about that general idea. So there's a wide variety of things in that space and that get that label. Sure. Some of which I would have some sympathy to, at least in the sense that these are, like cogent criticisms of libertarianism that need to at least be engaged with. Um, some of it I think is people just saying, yeah, like, no, I'm just not like, they're just, they just made the move to off right. Like they just decided that they're not, they're not libertarian, right. They're off right. Right. Like, and mm -hmm. that's just where they realize their political home is. Um, but some of it, like some of it, but some of it, like, I mean, you could argue that some of what the free state project is doing is quote, post-libertarianism so you kind of well, what do we actually mean by this space of words because if we just mean to like give up on on you know mass political persuasion and uh, you know and and to attempt to create a sort of you know private property order via other means like that's a, i'm yeah i agree <laughs> that's what we should do so if that's if then maybe i'm afraid but if that's the so that's the definition of post-libertarian right but like if but if it's if it's something else um you know uh, you know, I, you know, to me, I think like, even if, and if it, the post-libertarian criticism is like, it can't work, but you're still saying it's like some sort of ideal. I mean, the question would still be like, well, okay, how close do you think we can get? 
like even I'm a pragmatist. Like I'm not a like I think anarchy versus minarchy is like a borderline dumb debate because it's like, well, who cares? Like who can, why do you yeah. care? Like you're telling me I have to pay my two percent national defense fee? Like what a what a joy of a world we've achieved like versus not having to pay this you know yeah. uh, you know, uh, compared to where we are so you know mm-hmm. i like i want in terms of new hampshire where like what I, I you know i want new hampshire to turn into that kind of place where you know, you want new hampshire to turn into even um uh, a sort of a what, what, uh, like a um Switzerland, uh, you know, internally, right? Like you want even even more diverse than that, right? You you're going to need some framework. The idea would be that this is a place where all kinds of people, uh, you know, as long as you agree on on those pro- like your know, diverse sets of things, even some people who are you know uh, weird or kooky, you know, whatever. Like, but we're trying to get anyone who can agree to those basic principles here because there's no one else, there's no other place in the world for them to be, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and so. Um, I, that that is in some ways like a post-libertarian you know kind of idea so that so that part mm-hmm. of it i have sympathy to um sure. so it would, if there are other parts of it that you want me to respond to you could spell out the specific belief in more detail um, sure sure yeah um so perhaps one of the other things that's common amongst that group is that they really like the ron DeSantis style of governing and i i gotta say i actually in a way am sympathetic and kind of like it too in the respect of I'm going to use the force of government to protect my people from greater evils than the government that's than the law it's enforcing. So like, you know, telling private businesses that they cannot have vaccine mandates for um, private businesses in situations like that. I think that's a very, very reasonable thing to do because you're stopping a potential greater harm that may invade private businesses. But, um, you know, when it's coming down from the white house and it's the state saying, Hey, you can't do this to private businesses. And I'm not going to allow private businesses to do this. Um, I don't see it as entirely a bad thing. And if you disagree, then I'm, you know, more than happy to hear it. I'm, I'm, well, so do I see it as an entirely bad thing? I would, I could already say no. I don't see it as an entirely bad thing. Sure. Um, I mean, on that issue narrowly, I would, I would still cling to the, to the private business angle. But rather than making it about that issue, issue narrowly, but to talk about the principle generally, because it is one where I have some sympathy to DeSantis' position or the, this position on some things. It's like, you know, what? To me, you, I, in terms of what I'm trying to do, like I'm most comfortable compromising when I feel that it's moving things in the direction um uh that helps like sort of the brand of the state that helps reinforce the political and demographic trends that i think are necessary or beneficial to enacting the political change that i want and so there i'm the most willing to compromise i also am fine with like so like i technically want a you know private property bottom-up order if the state of new hampshire uh, smacks down a lefty city <laughs> for doing some lefty thing. Like, mm-hmm. well, like I'm trying to drive, I'm trying to drive the lefties, the lefty progressives out. So I don't care that it's a violation, uh, you know, mm-hmm. of, this, of this like abstract norm that, you know, I just don't care. I just don't, yeah. because I'd rather, I'd rather get the outcome. And so I can kind of, so I, I guess I can, I can kind of, I can get that mentality. Um, so, that, that, but in terms of the test that I apply for my own aims, it's like basically like I try not to compromise. But if it's things that that help move the you know 
both reputationally or directionally move the state, then, then I, I comp, you can get me to compromise you know, pretty easily. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I got you. Yeah. So, um, one other question I guess I would have is that some people knocked New Hampshire for voting for Biden in uh, 2020. And I think I've heard your rebuttal to this. It was something akin to the government surrounding the governor who is a Democrat, if I remember correctly, is, um, so far like more libertarian that like the fact that it went to Biden or the fact that there's a Democrat governor um, is kind of null. Did I sum that up correctly? And if I didn't, what did I get wrong? No. Uh, well, that may be true, but I'd say there's a couple of things. So one is the, the bit and the most important factor and uh, is kind of weird, but like New Hampshire actually does have people who appear to like genuinely consider the candidates. Like it has the fewest, it has the, the, the fewest quantity of people uh, that like are just tr that just team one, one or the other, because the mm -hmm. same year that Biden won, New Hampshire voted for a Republican governor, like 66 to 33 or like mm -hmm. something like really egregious. So, you know, this it's not their mark. It's not they're just, you know, voting Democrat uh, uh, or voting Republican because the Republicans controlled the state house, the state mm -hmm. Senate. The executive council and the governorship the only place they voted democrat was biden right? right and um well and they did actually the senator won but again the two republicans that lost on the national ticket that that lost in the base races were like were trump and this guy don balduck like both of whom are like to the new, average new hampshire voter i think they're regarded as like a little bit fringy like they're, they're like the sort of like never trump population that would have existed in 2016 like there are more of those types here than, than, you know, any other place in the world. Like you're supposed well, to be so, nice here. You're supposed to be nice to other people. Like this is a, it's like stepping back in time, uh, you know, politically when I first came here, even, mm -hmm. you know, even eight years ago. So. So when you say never Trumper, do you mean kind of like the left never Trumper or kind of no, like. The Republican. When I say never Trumper, I mean the Republicans that were never Trumpers. Yeah. So like you had like, tr honestly, Trump, <laughs> It's I'm an I'm a never I and I've, I I'm a, I'm a never Trumper this year because uh, <laughs> like he just for free state interest, like just so many people like he's got this base that really likes him, but he's got a lot of people who really don't like him. And, and you know, we've got a lot of people who just want to win as Republicans down ballot. And mm -hmm. so, you know, having having a Trump that like drives a bunch of people out to vote against him that go and vote Democrat down ballot and things like this, like, you know, like the the uh but look the new hampshire model the new hampshire like popular model of republican is like definitely more the the mitt romney than the trump in terms of the generic sure. average you know person but like i don't think that's necessarily like bad I, I mean mitt romney went like really woke and he sucks i'm not trying to defend him but like right. the fact that like the average person is like well i would prefer the like smarter more thoughtful candidate like that's not necessarily a bad attribute in your populace if you actually want good government, you know? Uh, uh, so the fact that New Hampshire, like the reasons by which, like it's it's like kind of wholesome, the reasons that New Hampshire has mm -hmm. has rejected Trump. Even as someone who like, I like Trump, some of Trump's antics, I'm more, mm -hmm. I'm like, I've voted for Trump once uh, and, you know, I'm not uh, like, I think Trump has even done a decent amount of good because he exposed a number of things, if only implicitly, uh, right. to a lot of people. He like really caught. He caused a political realignment that I think was beneficial. Um, 
you know, he wasn't, I don't think, you know, I don't think he was a particularly libertarian president. I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like really defend his record, but um, it was, could have done worse, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I got that. Uh, and, and Reed said Sununu is Republican. Yeah. I, I did mistake that. I, I should have known because I, I've talked to Reed quite a bit and me and him uh, keep up with each other. Uh, but Sununu is like a no labels Republican. Like he's like, a, mm. he's like, I'm a centrist problem solver, you know, like he's like a Mitt Romney Republican almost. Yeah. Or Jared Polis Democrat. Like he is like, he's, <laughs> mm. yeah, but, but because he's actually a Republican, he's not bad on guns. Like, 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 you know, he's not bad on these other issues. Like the, his look, look, here's Chris Sununu got awarded by Cato, like most libertarian gunner. He loved it. He ate it up. He's like, mm-hmm. I love being loved by these guys. Like that's like he likes he likes the I'm getting collecting accomplishments and look at me, mm-hmm. I'm the good governor. You know, he is he does he have libertarian ethics? Like, no, but is he like he's an engineer, he understands that markets work and are better than not markets, like mm-hmm. you know, for the most part. Like he, he, part of the reason he made the occupational licensing thing, one of the he the governor made that happen, not even the free state or Republicans. The governor, it was the governor's specific priority. And part of the reason he did that is like, I like getting these awards from Cato. Like, seriously, that is like part of the motivation as to why he did that. Uh, and and so I like I think New Hampshire some some he he he, he wasn't the purest on COVID that everyone wanted. Um, but like on the whole, I you know, I, I think he uh yeah, I I <laughs> I think New Hampshire could do a lot worse than Sununu. I actually sure. think the next Republican, if, if Sununu doesn't run and it's it's the, the Republican who's sort of next in line, if she wins, I think she'll probably be a little bit worse than him, um, although not bad overall. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I got you. So um, I guess uh, a couple last questions and we'll rock and roll out of here. Where do you see um, the um, where do you see New Hampshire after the 2024 election? And where do you see New Hampshire in, let's say, five to ten years? Yeah, that's a good question. We've we've um, got to, you know, we're continuing to get the next ground, and I think it's very important. First of all, that we just never lose. <laughs> uh, so, and and look, it's not you know, it's not a given. You know, things are um, you know are continuing uh, to change and so on. Um, so, first thing is just to make sure that that we continue to retain free staters, continue to retain as many seats as possible. It's helpful that the Republicans do have majority. Uh, control, although having majority control where it's slight majority control can actually be pretty good for us rather than like overwhelming control, uh, because there are things we can work with the Democrats on. And it also means that like, you can't get anything done without the free staters. Like that's also helpful. So, you know, you ending up somewhere in that uh, space would be very good. The top, there's sort of two sides. You've got the sort of like most important things that cause a bunch of heat. And then you've got the sort of unimportant things that no one notices that you can just continue to do. And the most important thing that causes a lot of heat to me is the schools and the teachers unions. And so what they are the most powerful opposing political force to the free, like it's not even the Democrats, it's the teachers unions, it's the teachers unions and the schools. So anything that can be done that can continue to lessen their power, lessen their money, lessen their influence. So basically at continuing to advance school choice. And we did, and this happened again this year, New Hampshire already had school choice. The school choice has an income cap, but what did they do? They, they couldn't do much this term because it was very contentious, but they did manage to ratchet the income up cap up by like another 20%, you know? And so if you just, whatever you can do, you grab everything, you know, whatever you can do, you just keep doing that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so 
whatever they can do against the schools, whatever the biggest piece of the pie that they can get. Uh, I mean, obviously the whole pie is, is going, you know, complete, you know, yeah, well, full, full school choice would, would probably be close enough to the whole pie, but if we could, you know, go beyond it, that'd mm-hmm. be great. But full school choice, like literally full school choice, like nothing, no privileges for the government schools. If you, the government schools effectively got to compete on equal ground with every other school, right. that, you know, if we could get to there, I'd be thrilled. You know, uh, so and I think that would really weaken them tremendously and weaken the Democrats tremendously. Um, so that's uh, what well, maybe that's the five to 10 year goal, because I can tell you that's not going to happen in two years. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I think if you have you're really steamrolling after that because they're the largest. It's half the money. It's half the state money. 50 percent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from the sort of uh, bottom up. That's probably true in most states. I don't think New Hampshire is like, like if you mm-hmm. go and look up, like, well, how much do we actually spend on the schools versus the roads versus the police? You know, it's actually pretty interesting to look at because you'll find like, oh, you know, police actually don't cost, like I pay like 40 bucks a month effectively for police. Mm-hmm. Like you, if you took the costs and divided it all out, like that's actually what right. you know. Uh, whereas if you, well, you look at what you're paying for the schools, <laughs> paying mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot more, thousands, uh, you know, thousands a year, you know, uh, tens of thousands a year or something. Um, so, they're uh, very pernicious about those school taxes too. Yeah. So like that's, <laughs> that's it. We don't care. We don't need to care about the roads. Like for 5%, like, if we, <laughs> like if 3% of our money or 5% of our money is going to the roads. Like that seems like just not the, like the roads aren't that bad. I'm sure there's room for improvement. Like, yeah. you know, uh, uh, but like that, it's just not, you know, that's just not where you need to be. Um, and you know, the other thing, uh, I guess that I, that I'm, it, so, so that's the sort of heat side. The bottom up side is like, what can you do that no one notices <laughs> that has implications that people don't even realize immediately? Or what can you do that's just agreeable? Like, you know, there's one where, and this, this is, and it's crazy because sometimes this stuff can happen last minute. And it's like, how do we even, how did that even happen? There is one this year where it's about uh, the income cap on home baked goods. So at what point did your home, you can do home kitchens. You can do home like so. There, but the way the law was written is once you cross a certain numerical sale in goods, then you have to get the license. So we already had this law. So there was a there was a cap on it, and so once you sold more than I don't know thirty thousand dollars in in baked goods or whatever, then you had to get the license. Uh, they were arguing, spending a bunch of time arguing over the cap. Somehow at the last minute, the cap just got removed, and the bill got all the way through and passed inside. Nice, cap. right? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, you guys weren't even talking about that. And then at the last minute, the cap just is, and it's like, you know, and so with these little, because who actually cares? Who are the Democrats, you know, who act, who is there on the other side of this issue to be like, no, we can't let people bake cookies in their homes and sell them. Like, there's just not, you know, and so finding ways where that, and of course that's the opposite of the teachers because they're Mm -hmm. the most powerful, but finding things where they almost don't, no one even knows that they happened. Right. <laughs> that's how little people care about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so find, and, and so that's the stuff you can do all the time. That's the stuff that, you know, honestly, even if we mostly get elected as Republicans, although not entirely, uh, even if we mostly get elected as Republicans, you can do some of these even in Democratic majority, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and so that that's the kind of stuff I think that we'll, we'll always be able to, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, get done. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm sure that, I'm sure the remaining drug issues, uh, you know, will be fixed, uh, and, and, uh, you know, and so on. So it's just like, whatever we can do to keep, keep accelerating it. Um, you know, I, I want to be figuring out how to be getting, you know, 
I think a thousand libertarians, you know, coming here per year is like really the is really the minimum, you know. Uh-huh. I, I don't want to dip below that number again, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and if we keep doing that, you know, it just it just starts being more, you know, more and more of us, and that just gets more and more, you know, powerful, and all of a sudden we're everywhere, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing, I think it was uh, you laying out how the free state project um, kind of worked in the idea. And I think that's absolutely fascinating. So I, I guess the, uh, one of the last questions I want to ask you is uh, where do you see pork fest over the next couple of years? Because um, I'm thinking I'm really, 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 really going to try to make it up there um, next year. Yeah. You've got to come, especially it sounds like if you're, you're getting out of Pennsylvania, which is a good choice, come up, bring your, uh, bring your, bring your, uh, you bring your wife. Uh, it's a, uh, you have both of you come up. It's a great chance to, you really get to um, meet people and experience, uh, you know, some of the things that are possible up here. I also recommend like spending, like don't just do Porkfest. If you can spend, you know, a couple of days after Porkfest, like just checking out actual towns and actual places, you know, cause Porkfest is like, you, you'll just be there the whole time, basically. Um, uh, that's, that's what everyone um, that's really what everyone should do. Everyone's got to do their one, everyone's got to do at least their one trip, uh, too. You know, you've got to do your, your journey to Mecca, uh, and, uh, your, your Hajj or whatever. Uh, and, uh, and I like to always just find whatever analogy will bother people. So actually, yeah, I've combined them. Now. So you have to, you have to do your Hajj to libertarian Israel, right? That way, if you say it that way, everyone agrees with you i see i know how to persuade people right we were talking about yeah that. uh yeah that's very persuasive uh <laughs> yeah that's that's uh that's the number one thing man that's i really think i really think you've uh you've got to do it don't worry about the internet um people can come up anytime as well i'm also very happy to help uh anyone like uh anyone you know, if you follow me on twitter uh or you know whatever shoot me a dm reach out to me uh because it's you're getting like for example can't believe i didn't even bring this up earlier like we have a bunch of right-wing extremists that have uh, started a free state gym. We have a free state-owned uh, barbell club, so it's like a powerlifting gym. It's uh, it's like uh, it's obviously there's like locals who are members, but like you know there's that's and that's the kind of thing again that changes minds. Oh look, the the, the free state barbell club popped up and people just come in and lift there, you know. Uh, and uh, so that's the kind of stuff that I don't think it exists anywhere else. Where you like you've got to you know. It's like it's like going into Chinatown or whatever. You've got like the, there's the free state everything. There's there's somehow the free state version of whatever it is that you're into, and that's why you have to visit because that whatever that is for each person like can't be described, but it probably exists, you know. Mm. All right, so then if I make it out there next year, which I'm I'm thinking is probably going to be possible, that means I'm going to have to bring my band up there so we could play at Pork Fest. And then go to the uh, Free State Barbell Club and uh, throw down some heavy S weights because I'm, I'm I got some goals for numbers in mind, but uh, we'll see if that happens. But they I'm- brought the gym to Porkfest this year, actually. So they had a full- <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, dude, you put yeah. The, you, that's what I said. People don't understand what Porkfest is. Like people, it's wild, man. People bring in everything. Yeah. So yeah, you could have done. They had a deadlifting competition at Porkfest, so you could have participated. Uh, you could have, uh, and I, I imagine it will happen next year. So. Oh man. All right. Well, that means I got to start training and then a little bit, a uh, little bit harder to deadlift. So that way I can uh, officially claim the title of the most jacked libertarian in all of libertarianism. <laughs> That's been the goal, but I think I, I think I can get it. <laughs> Jeremy, it's been an absolute blast. Um, Do you got anything else or do you want to do plugs and we'll uh, close her up? No, this was great. Thanks for having me on. 
Yeah, of course. Go ahead. Do your plugs. Where can everybody find you? Support you. Follow me on Twitter, Jeremy Kaufman. Follow Free State Project on Twitter, Free State uh, NH. Uh, if you're not using uh, Odyssey to watch this video and you're watching it on YouTube, you can go to Odyssey probably and watch it on, on Odyssey. And yes. uh, hopefully there will be very good news in that front in the future for people who are sad that Kyle didn't get to talk, uh, talk to me about it more. But uh, uh, that's, uh, that's all coming up. And those are my plugs. <laughs> nice man well i really really appreciate your time we'll have to do it again sometime because i think uh you and i both look at things in a very very similar way and we're not complete and total fuckheads so <laughs> yeah dude if you have anything else we'll close her out and i'll uh, see you on the other side great conversation absolutely what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.